Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 298. Hello and welcome once again to the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you once again for downloading. You first-time listeners, welcome aboard. We hope you become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, why we might be using Uber as the model for the mobile plans of the future. LG unveils its new G7 smartphone and why it will become easier to catch drivers using their phones illegally behind the wheel. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Uniden iGo 80 dash cam. We take a drive in the Volvo XC40, and I'll tell you how you can take on your friends in a lightsaber duel with Jedi Challengers. And we'll answer all your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company, to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show planned for you, so let's dive straight in. Now, we've all got mobile phone plans. Some uh, have more data than others. Some have uh, devices attached to them. They come in a wide variety of shapes and sizes. And uh, every one of us, more more than 25 million of, of, of the plans exist in Australia. And it's something that it's a basic necessity for us uh, here in Australia. Our day-to-day life depends on us having a smartphone. Those plans, though have evolved somewhat over the years. I can remember to the first capped plan, for those who cast your minds back a few years ago, that was the time when there was a fixed price per month. Uh, They introduced things like unlimited calls, unlimited texts, and a certain amount of data. And the thing that's changed over over the years is the amount of data on those plans. It was just last week where the Telstra and Vodafone uh, joined Optus in allowing unlimited mobile phone plans. So unlimited with a big asterisk, which meant that there were uh, these these uh, allowances of data. Let's call them uncapped data. So you can use that amount of data at full speed on that particular network. Once you went over that uh, that allowance can't call it a limit because it's not technically a limit. Once you went over that data allowance, then that speed is throttled back to 1.5 megabits per second. So you're going from the top speed the network can achieve for 40 gig or I think there's a 60 gig or a 120 gig plan. Uh, that's, that's on Vodafone. I think Telstra's only got a 40 gig unlimited plan. And then you're throttled back until the next, the next month, the next cycle. So it's unlimited data, but not unlimited speed. I think it's a better way of describing it. 
But uh, anyway, we that was one of the things, uh, among many others, that we, we got a chance to discuss with very outspoken Boost Mobile founder Peter Adderton. We had a chat with Peter in February last year. And if you cast your mind back, I'll put a link to it on Tech Guide from our story about uh, what I'm about to talk about now. If you look at that link, you'll see that in February 2017, so what's that, 14 months ago, nearly 15 months ago, Peter Adderton predicted that the telcos would offer unlimited mobile data plans. And at the time, he was... I think uh, under question pretty seriously about the, that claim and some of the telcos kind of pushed back and, and thought that never happened. And here we go, 2018, May 2018, or it was late April 2018, the unlimited plans are here. Now, Peter Adderton, uh, I, I do love every opportunity to talk to Peter because he's, he's quite a vocal member of the telco industry, a, vo- a, a leader of the telco industry. He's, a, he's the guy who founded Boost Mobile in Australia, took it to the, to the U.S., was acquired by Sprint, the, the network in the U.S., and, and now has in the U.S. alone, I think, $6 billion. They did $6 billion in revenue in the past year. So they're doing pretty well. And Boost is a brand, as you may already know, that's sort of very much uh, youth-focused. So it's a, a brand with a real youth identity. And a lot of their customers are either young or young at heart is what how Boost likes to describe their customer base. But anyway, they're doing very well. They are what we call an MVNO. That's a mobile virtual network operator. By that we mean they operate. They don't own the network they sell. They lease it, if you like, lease some bandwidth from Telstra, and they then on sell that to their customers. So the MVNO, mobile virtual network operator. Now, Peter was never short for a word when we had a chat last week. And one thing, though, that he spoke about was a really interesting concept that actually Google is working on right now. And he brought this up by saying that when when a lot of people travel overseas, we turn on our phones in those other countries, and we're just assigned a network. We don't choose which network. A network is just assigned to us based on based on the deals done or however it works. We get a network. And he speculated, he said, what if that was the model going forward? We don't care what network we're using. We just got the best network for that particular moment. He described it as more like an Uber-like experience. He said all roads are leading to this Uber-like Airbnb experience. So he's basically said, today, using the Uber model as the example, I can hit a button on an app, on on the Uber app, and they will match him with a driver. So a driver they'd never he's never met in a car he's never seen, but he said, I'm still more than happy to get in it because it's going to take me where I want to go. And he said, what about if we had that same mentality for the next generation mobile network? Match you with a network based on price, based on speed, where you are so that you connect to the best network at the best time. So you may want to have an option of paying for the cheapest network, or you might be someone who wants to pay for the fastest network, depending on where you are. So one minute you might be roaming on Telstra. The next minute you might be on Vodafone, then over at Optus. So he said this is a possibility. Of course, a lot of of technical things to sort out. But he did admit, too, that uh, he's in, in talks with Google, who has, at the moment, 
a, a project called Project Fi. That's F-I. Now, what Project Fi does is create it's it's a a development that is uh, an MVNO, so mobile virtual network operator that can provide your phone calls, messages, and data using a combination of Wi-Fi and several cellular services. So very much what Peter was saying is potentially the future of mobile plans, where the customer doesn't have to choose a network. The network chooses them. They, they want a faster network, then the, the network that's fastest near them, they get given that network. So it's it's a it's a don't think about it kind of a strategy. Uh, the plan would just allow customers just to pay their monthly fee or whatever data they use. Again, the technical side hasn't been sorted out, but the concept sounds really interesting. Not sure, of course, whether all the telcos will agree to it. That's that's a fair way down the track. But I can see where he's coming from in terms of giving the customer that that ability to have the fastest or have the cheapest network wherever they happen to be. And interesting, too, that the that Google is so heavily invested in it already. And interesting to hear that Boost is in talks with them. That was a, an interesting little tidbit of information that he shared with us. Uh, the other thing he said, too, was around 5G. And we all know 5G is coming. It's probably a couple of years away before we see the devices and uh, and the plans and all those sorts of things. But 5G, Peter Adderton described as enough for customers so they won't need a fixed-line broadband connection. So basically, 5G will do you rather than the NBN. He kind of, but reading between the lines, that's kind of what he was saying without saying that they don't need the NBN. He still said, yeah, you still need fiber to bring certain services to homes and, and businesses. But for the average consumer, he says 5G could be enough. He says it, there was well and truly enough bandwidth for the next generation of customers. And you're talking about, you think about all the people you know in your family or, or maybe sons and daughters of friends or whoever that are teenagers, early 20s. None of them, they're not all huddled around a big screen TV anymore. Their screen is something they hold in their hand. It's their iPad. It's their other, their tablet, their phone, whatever they happen to be using. That's their screen. So having a 5G connection to stream content to a screen of that size, that's not an effort. If you're streaming to seven, six big screen TVs at once, then that might be a stretch. But how often is that happening? How many people have got five flat screen TVs in their in their home? And how many times are they all being viewed at once if you did have them? So it was really interesting what he had to say about 5G and the expectations we have for the 5G networks. He was saying that it'll obviously give us all that bandwidth. It may give the telcos a chance to do a reset on price because at the moment the plans are so competitive under 4G LTE that it's it's the telcos are trying to undercut each other to win business. 5G, he says, may be a chance for them to reset the price so that here's this whiz-bang new fast network and here's how much it's going to cost. And then from there, we'll see how fast it erodes and how fast the competition brings it down. But 5G, still a couple of years away, as I said, but it's very exciting times for that kind of bandwidth and that kind of latency, that, that, that speed of the network. Really interesting, our full chat 
with Peter Adderton uh, from Boost Mobile. You can check that out. Uh, we uh, He's always never short of things to say. I just let my tape recorder run and normally gives me a couple of stories whenever we chat, and uh, he hasn't let me down this time. You want to read more about that story, what Peter Adderton, the Boost Mobile founder, had to say about the mobile plans of the future? You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, last week, LG announced the 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 update of their flagship smartphone line. Remember, last year we had the G6, so we all we can all count. Nick, this year we're going to have the G7, but the G7 uh, has got a bit of a a bit of a design departure. It does look vastly different to the G6. The other thing it's got under the hood is artificial intelligence with the Thin Q. Uh, on, on board, and ThinQ is what they're going to have on their TVs and on their home appliances. So you can see that the diagram we're drawing for you here, this artificial intelligence that will link the LG products, obviously they'll play well together, but it is also that AI on board that can allow you to do things uh, with the TV. For example, you can talk to the TV. It uses natural language processing, so you don't need to say specific phrases. You can talk to it like you would another human being, and it will understand what you're saying. You might say, I can't hear the TV, and it'll take that as meaning, oh, I've got to turn the volume up. So it'll. you might say, do I need an umbrella this week? And it'll give you the weather. So it does. it can link those, though, that, that, that way we speak without having to be specific phrases. Now, this device uh, is has similar AI on board, but the AI on board here is used more in the camera, the way that the the, the management of the of the uh, the battery is in the is in the phone. That's kind of where it does the heavy lifting in this case. Now, the G7 ThinQ smartphone uh, has a 6.1 inch Quad HD display. That means it's got a resolution of 3120 by 1440, 564 PPI, that's pixels per inch, which means it's sharp. It is really clear and bright. Speaking of brightness, it's got a full vision screen with an industry-leading 1,000 nit brightness. Brightness is measured in nits, and that's spelled with an N, not a K. And that's bright for a phone. So the, the reason for that, the super bright display, is so you can view it directly in, in, in sunlight. And it, you, it won't wash out the screen. You'll be able to still read the screen very clearly. It's also covered in Gorilla Glass 5, front and back. It's got an IP68 rating, which means it can handle dust and water. Uh, it also has a spectacular camera on board as well. But before we get to the camera, there's one more thing about the screen. This has a notch at the top of the screen. What makes me laugh is that when iPhone 10 came out in September last year, and it was actually announced in September but didn't come out till November, the notch was something that, that other companies and customers poked fun at. And now here we see other companies, Android device makers, in this case LG, and also Huawei did this as well, offering the notch option. And by that I mean you can have the notch or decide to square off the top of the screen and have no notch. So it's it, you can be notchless or with a notch. That's entirely up to you. Really interesting choice here. And again, people laughed at Apple when they did it, but now other companies are doing the same thing. Under the hood, you've got a Qualcomm Snapdragon 845. That's the latest mobile platform there, by the way. Four gig of RAM, 64 gig internal memory. 
and is had has got expandable memory too with the micro SD card slot. Now the camera side here, this is where it's very impressive. You've got an eight megapixel camera on the front and two 16-megapixel lenses on the back that offer both your standard and wide-angle configuration, so, so the photos will look pretty, pretty good. The phone's artificial intelligence also comes into play here, so it can automatically select your shooting modes. There's more than 19 to choose from. So what the camera sees through the lenses, it can interpret and automatically put it to the right mode. So if you're shooting at night, the G7 will think, hello, well, let's use the night mode. So that, that decision is taken out of your hands. It becomes even more idiot-proof, and I need all the help I can get. Uh, the other thing, too, low-light photography has really gone to the next level. It's, it seems that all the 2018 devices, including the Galaxy S9, the Huawei P20 Pro, can all handle low-light photography. The iPhone X as well, really good results in low-light. Uh, a lot of lot of photos taken in nightclubs, I think, inspired that one. Well, we also got the uh, portrait mode on the G7, so that's uh, that bokeh effect. So you can blur the background, foreground is in, is in focus, so the subject is in focus as well. Uh, it's also going to be one of the first uh, devices to have Google Lens included. So later this year, you're going to see this this feature where you look through the Google Lens through your camera, and whatever you train the camera on, whatever you're looking at, it'll provide information about that thing, whether it's a landmark, a plant, an animal, a book, it'll tell you what it is and give you information as Google does. So the uh, the, the device also has some pretty decent uh, uh, specs in the audio department and uh, they've got a new feature called Boombox Speaker. Now what this does, this takes advantage of the internal space of the product. So inside is a resonance chamber. So it uses that space to deliver really decent level of bass also on board and i'm i'm really keen to try this when i get my review unit it's got dtsx on board as well which delivers virtual 3d surround sound which uh gives you the it through the earphones it's like listening to a 7.1 channel audio which is very very impressive the LG G7 is going to be available in June, not out yet, so you've got to wait another month. It's going to be available through JB and other selected retailers. So that tells me that LG may not have made a deal with a telco here. So they're going to go direct to market, and I hasten to think that this is going to be over $1,000, this device. It is their flagship. It's got all the bells and whistles. Uh, looks pretty nice as well. So we can't wait to get this in our hands for a review for, for you to uh, read on Tech Guide, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, the, everyone else will get their hands on it in June. We're hoping to get our hands on it ASAP. The LG G7 ThinQ flagship smartphone. If you want to read more about that, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, we all know how I feel about people using their phones behind the wheel. Uh, there are some boneheads out there that do still touch their device, that use it illegally. They don't have it in a cradle, and they insist on touching their device while they're driving. And I'm not talking about just when they're stopped at the lights. I'm talking about speeding down an expressway. I have It, it, it does not... It really worries me, I should say. It is a worry to see texting and the people trying to send emails while they're speeding down the expressway. 
they're doing 80, 100 kilometres an hour, and they've got their phone trying to keep one eye on the road, one eye on the phone. All it takes is a couple of seconds of uh, inattention, and there could be a fatality. It is that serious. Well, the state of New South Wales will become the first place in the world that will deploy camera technology to catch drivers using their mobile phones illegally behind the wheel. Now, before we discuss that any further, we should point out the rules. You can use your phone legally if it's in a professional mount, and a proper mount where you can't touch it. You can only touch it behind the wheel if it's for navigation or for audio purposes. I don't think you're going to be able to send a text message or an email. Can't do it. You're not allowed to touch your device out of the cradle, even if you're stopped at traffic lights. It's against the law to hold your phone at traffic lights. The only time you can use your phone in the car is when you're parked by the side of the road with the engine turned off. That's the only time you can do it. And if you're a learner driver, P1, P2 driver, forget about it. You can't use it at all. Now, in, in the financial year, June 16 to June 17, 2017, more than 40,000 drivers were fined for illegal use of their mobile device. And you get caught, it's going to cost you four demerits and 330 bucks. So... What the New South Wales government has decided to do is to introduce this technology, which is like, like, like deploying speed cameras. So instead of recording your speed, it can actually look down into the car. So it'll be placed up at an angle that can look down into your car and see if you've got your phone in your hand. It's as simple as that. And there'll be obviously software and, and, and algorithms to detect this sort of thing and alert. Uh, it's like when it can detect how you're going fast. This can detect that you're holding a phone. You'll probably be sent a photo of yourself with the phone and along with a big fine. And the New South Wales government the are comparing this move to the introduction of random breath testing, which was back in December 1982, where they introduced random breath testing for the first time, which and they saw was a landmark decision that drastically reduced the road toll. Now, this is another move in that direction because a lot of people are distracted by their devices. Sad but true. It happens. People are killed and seriously injured because they can't keep their hands off their device. Not only themselves, not only the driver that potentially harming themselves or killing themselves, it's other people on the road, other drivers, other pedestrians. That is the real worry here as well. So we're all at risk. Anything that can help reduce that to make it so that you don't touch your device, a product like this, is the way to go. And I applaud the New South Wales government for doing it. Now, they're currently looking at uh, tech, tech companies to, to give them uh, some idea on the technology. So they're going to put it out for tender. And the successful company will be able to deploy these. And hopefully this idea will spread to the rest of the country and the rest of the world, for that matter. This is the first place in the world where a government has made this move. And hopefully it will catch on elsewhere. The New South Wales state government, have, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to protect us here. I think this is a really good move. They're going to call for tenders uh, from companies to be able to supply the technology. So don't expect to see this for another year or two. But I think it's a step definitely in the right direction. The sooner we can use, uh, be even safer behind the wheel, the better. You want to read more about that story? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
The Tech Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you already know Arlo by Netgear. They're the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now you can get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at your front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming, and yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, so you can check it on your home, your business, from anywhere, using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection, and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com forward slash au for more information. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Kicking off the reviews for this week is a product from Uniden. Uniden is a company that know we that make a fair few products, including phones, landlines, cordless phones. Well, they've got a new range of in-car products, including dash cams, and the one we're going to talk about today is the iGo Cam 80. Now, this is a dash cam, a very sophisticated dash cam, and the first with 4K Ultra HD resolution to give you even clearer video on the road. And that, that extra resolution is important because it could make it easier to identify number plates or faces or places. So uh, really improve video quality that makes it easier for you to report any on-road incidents that you may have. Now, as drivers, we're taught to keep our eyes on the road, which we do most of the time. But here's a product that can do it all the time for you. So it records in a loop. It's got G-sensors built in. So if you, it detects any sudden vibration or movement, it'll it'll then partition that particular video that it was recording, and it's recording all the time, don't, don't forget. It puts that video into a special folder. And the good news is this also has parking mode. So if your car's parked and it is it detects a sudden vibration like your car being hit, it can also record as well. It'll be triggered in, a, in an instant and record whatever is out the front of the car. So parking mode, really important. And I think there's a built-in battery so that you can, it'll have enough juice to record a few seconds and then turn off again. Normally when you're driving, uh, you have to have this connected. So it, for it to be continually recording in, I think it's three-minute loops, if nothing happens in that three minutes, it just keeps recording over and over again. So the only thing, though, is that you need to have a cable while you're driving to keep it powered. There's only a very small rechargeable battery for the parking mode. So you need to have the cable in the way. It's, it's, not, well, it's not quite in the way. You can have it in the middle of the car. It's just coming down the dashboard to your 12-volt charger. So that is one of the downsides, I think, of the product. It's a shame it doesn't have the massive rechargeable battery like the GPS systems do. This has GPS on board, by the way, but uh, not, not for turn-by-turn -turn direction, but to tell you where you are and also if there's any speed cameras nearby and uh, to give you warnings when you, when you do approach those speed and red light cameras. Uh, but uh, again, 4K, great to have that kind of resolution. It's got a 2.4-inch LCD color screen. 
And on that screen, you can not only see what the camera sees, but you're also displaying information like uh, the speedo, the current speed of that of that area. So you can see that on the screen as well. Uh, and it's got an ultra-wide-angle, 150-degree viewing angle. So it's going to capture not only the lane in front of you, but the lanes on either side and also the sidewalks. That's how wide the viewing angle is. Now, a lot of cool features in this, but there's also some safety features on board as well. There's, or there's a lane departure warning, a feature normally found when, on, on high-end cars, on luxury cars. Well, now, lane departure, the lane departure warning. So if you drift out of a lane, it'll give you not only a visual, but also an audible alert. So you know, oh, I better get back in my lane. Now, there are some other cars, and we'll talk about one in a moment, the Volvo XC40, that has that built in. But these aren't. These are more more expensive cars that has that feature. Well, here you've got that on board right here for your for the iGo Cam 80. So interesting little feature. Uh, the other the other feature too uh, is got its. The other feature it's got is also it's got a, a lux sensor. So it can detect the ex- external lighting conditions and alert you to turn on your headlights as well. A lot of people you see driving in the dark without the headlights on, this can say, oi, it's dark outside, turn on your headlights. Another good feature there. But uh, to get the uh, to get your, your, your video off the device, there's a micro SD card that you slot inside. You don't get it with the product, unfortunately. You've got to bring your BYO micro SD card. It's also got a HDMI output, so you can uh, connect it to your computer or a television. But it also can, you can transfer video wirelessly using the free Uniden iGo app as well. So that's a handy feature too, where rather than you having to get out the card and do all that, you can actually wirelessly transfer from the camera itself, from the device to your phone. So it creates a little connection, and you can zip that video out of there in no time. The iGo Cam 80, it's available now, and it's priced at 279 bucks. If you want to read more about that review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we took this product for a spin. Yes, it's a car. It's the Volvo XC40. A really nice ride, this one. And the compact SUV market is booming. And this is Volvo's latest entry in that category. Now, this is their... Their entry level, let's call it, uh, they sort of they've got a good, better, best structure. They've got the XC40, which is what we're going to talk about now. They've also got the XC60 as well as the XC90, which is kind of your luxury end. Then you got your middle, and then you got this entry, more affordable, compact SUV. And but I've got to say, being their entry level product, uh, it is it's affordable, yet it still has those nice touches of luxury as well. This compact luxury SUV, uh, really, really popular segment at the moment, and Volvo has taken advantage of that with the XC40. It's their new compact modular architecture that's on board here. The first to come with the Swedish company's new three-cylinder engine. Yeah, it's only got three cylinders, but it's a very perky little engine. We were driving it around the Barossa Valley last week. Uh, really nice performance there. Uh, really smooth, really sure-footed handling as well. So as a car to drive, it's really smooth, reliable. Uh, it great, gives you a great ride. Design-wise, you've got that... Uh, 
typical Swedish design. It's got like a sculpt. It's got sculpted doors. It's got that really prominent grill as well. So it's uh, not quite aggressive, but uh, has a little bit of a slant. It's got a really nice stance on the road. It's 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 wide. It's slightly wider as well. So it's got a real presence. It's also got a really nice ride height as well for those who like good visibility. This provides that in all directions. Is you're sitting up the road, uh, up off the road, more than you would in a regular sedan. Uh, inside, you've got plenty of tech at your fingertips, dominated, though, by the 9-inch touchscreen. So gives you control of the entire vehicle right at your fingertips. It's really nicely uncluttered as well, really simple. Uh, the screen is, is the star of the show there, so a lot of the controls, most of the controls are from that screen, from your music, your phone, your, the climate control, a navigation all comes through that nine-inch screen. Behind the, the wheel, behind the steering wheel in front of the driver, there's also a 12.3-inch cockpit screen as well, and that can give you all the information. You can have a GPS there. You can have your media there, what you're listening to, or the radio station you're tuned into. Uh, you can have all that right there. So it's a, being a digital screen, it's all adaptable how you want it to be arranged. Really clever, really easy to use as well. There's also there's also a cruise, adaptive cruise control as well. It also steers for you as well. So it's like pilot control, pilot assist, I think they call it on the, in the Volvo. And that actually, we tried this on the way to the Barossa Valley. It was steering and driving, braking, accelerating, doing it for us. All we had to do was keep our hands on the wheel, which is the law. You can't take your hands off the wheel here in Australia. But it was doing all the heavy lifting. We just had to keep our little hand on the wheel and uh, enjoy our ride. Lots of nice little touches is what I like about this car. It's really designed to fit in with our lifestyles. And a lot of these little things in the car, and little simple things too, like on the windscreen, on the driver's side, small plastic clip. Reason it's there is so, you know, when you when you pay for parking and you've got that little parking slip, you can fit that in that little clip so that it's easier to display for if there's any parking officers walking by. They can see really clearly in your windscreen how long you got to park. There's even a card holder. So this keeps a credit card or even one of those parking, you know, when you drive into a car park, you get the parking access card. There's a little holder that, that slots it up at an angle so it's easy for you to reach. These, these little simple touches uh, add to the whole, uh, the whole story of this car. Another nice little touch is in the glove box. So you open the glove box and there's a little hook that you can unfold and then let it hang out the edge, end of the glove box and you can shut the glove box and the hook is still there. That hook, though, can hold your shopping or your takeaway food. How many times have you gone to the takeaway food and you're trying to hold the bag or keep it on the seat and hope it doesn't spill? Now you've got a little hook in that glove box that you can unfold and take your, get your takeaway curry or your Chinese, whatever you happen to be taking home. In the trunk, there's a similar kind of arrangement. It's got an adjustable load compartment. So you sort of lift up a part of the floor, fold it back. There's hooks there as well. But there's also, it creates a little compartment so that your shopping doesn't roll around. All the groceries don't roll around. How many times have you, especially if you drive an SUV, you put your groceries in the back, and by the time you get home, everything's rolled around. You've broken the eggs, and everything's everywhere, fruit everywhere. Not the case with the XC40. Storage built in everywhere as well. A lot of pockets. Like in the door, you can fit three large water bottles. That's how big the uh, the door pocket is. Uh, and it's also got the power-operated tailgate. So you can, if you've got your hands full, you wave your foot underneath the rear bumper, and the door magically opens. 
Now, it's got access to music streaming services through the screen. You can, of course, match up your phone via Bluetooth. You can pair it via Bluetooth. Harman Kardon speakers on board sound really good. Premium sound. Uh, it's also got this Airwolf technology that ramps up the bass from behind the dashboard of all places. It finds that chamber and your bass resonates really well. Apple CarPlay on board, Android Auto also on board, so really easy to listen to your music, your podcasts, whatever you happen to be listening to, audiobooks. I'm loving my audiobooks at the moment, uh, and you've got full access to it. Now, the other technology is safety technology. There's a, there's, a, there's a technology called intersection braking. So it automatically hits the brakes if you happen to turn into the path of an oncoming vehicle. Uh, it happens. Uh, now the car's got your back. It can prevent you from doing that now. There's also a rear collision warning so that it can detect if there's someone coming up from behind and there's a rear collision imminent, it can actually tension, so tighten the front seats to lessen the impact. So the car basically braces itself if it can detect that there's a collision about to happen. Uh, you've also, as I mentioned, that adaptive cruise control with pilot assist, really nice. Now, the design inside the car kind of reflects the design outside the car too. Remember those sculpted part, parts of the car I described? That's reflected inside as well. There's nice little sculpted little curves inside the car. The floorboards, uh, the floor area of the car that I happen to be driving was uh, lava-coloured, uh, and it was actually made from recycled water bottles, would you believe? Uh, not so sure about the colour, but can appreciate the sentiment of uh, that recycling, that material to you to reuse again. As I said, drives like a dream, really sure-footed. Uh, navigation was spot on as well. There was a few hillside turns and bends that uh, this car handled really, really easily. Uh, the uh, There are a couple of versions of the XC40. There's an R-Design version and a Momentum Launch Edition as well. Uh, a lot of the features, you can have uh, optional LED headlights with active bending lights so that actually see around the corner as you're turning. There's also uh, leather upholstery available, a large panoramic sunroof, heated front seats, keyless entry, you name it, this car's got it. And the XC40 only starts at 47990 So for this kind of technology, this kind of design and luxury, uh, it is pretty much punching above its weight. So I think a lot of bang for your buck right there. And, of course, that's the starting price. There are several options that can make that, uh, you know, take it up to, up to I think, fifty-eight or $59,000 as well. But for that, you're getting lots of really nice options to go with it. The Volvo XC40 Compact Luxury SUV. You want to read more about that story, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, I don't know whether you celebrated on Friday. Friday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day, for those who couldn't work out that. And it was an appropriate day, of course, for the announcement of the new feature of Jedi Challengers. Now, we've spoken about this, and I've reviewed this on Tech Guide. This is a lightsaber augmented reality game. It's uh, where you can fight against the biggest characters of the dark side, including Darth Maul, Kylo Ren, and Darth Vader himself. You are wielding a lightsaber against these characters. The lightsaber replica is, happens to be the Luke Skywalker lightsaber from A New Hope, Episode 4. 
And just the lightsaber replica alone, I think, is worth the price of this. It's actually come down from two ninety nine now down to one ninety nine. I'd pay one ninety nine just for that lightsaber replica. It is brilliant. But it can also act as your lightsaber. It uses, it's got an augmented reality uh, little helmet in there as well, a headset, I should say. And your phone slips inside the headset. The updated app, though, that runs on the on your phone inside the headset has a brand new version. It's called Lightsaber Versus Mode, which means if your friend has got the Jedi Challenges and they have the latest version of the of the update, the app update, you can duel one another with your own lightsabers. That is amazing. That is the feature that all you need to do is update the app. You don't need to buy anything new. The existing hardware can now, thanks to that app update, can give you that ability. So if you're a Star Wars fan and your mate has the Jedi challenges, you need to have a Jedi duel. So you can duck and parry and weave. And don't forget, you're trained. You've been training with Jedi challenges anyway. It's designed to train you to be a better lightsaber uh, wielder. So uh, if you use this feature, the updated feature, lightsaber versus mode, you can take on your friends and really then decide who is the master and who is the apprentice. The Jedi Challenges from Lenovo, by the way. This is a really cool product. We love this product, and it's cheaper now. It's it's a hundred dollars cheaper. It was two ninety nine when it came out last year in November. It's now one hundred and ninety nine. That's terrific value, if you ask me. You can get it from Lenovo.com.au or from retailers JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. If you're a Star Wars fan, get into it. Jedi Challenges from Lenovo now allows you to take on your friends with the new versus mode. If you want to read that complete story, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now, we love public Wi-Fi. We all use it. But did you know it's not always safe? Without the right protection, your personal information could be compromised. There's been plenty of talk of Wi-Fi vulnerabilities, and this is just another example of the way that that criminals can access your your information. They can intercept data that's transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. Personal information that's transmitted over the internet or stored on your connected devices, things like passwords, credit card numbers, and more, could suddenly become vulnerable. All this personal info can be used towards committing identity theft, such as accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi Privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Couple of quick questions on the Tech Guide help desk, and we do prefer your voice bites. If you want to re- download the Voice Bite app, free on iOS and Android, look for the blue logo, Bite spelled B Y T E. You can record your question, and I'll play your voice on the podcast and answer it. Or you can send me a little mini fifteen second review, and I'll play that on the podcast as well. This week we had a, an email from a reader asking for what's the best value TV to buy. Value seventy five inch TV to buy for about three thousand dollars. 
Well, the answer to that question is pretty simple. I think high sense is probably your best bet there. But if you're insisting on 75 inches, then the choices are fairly limited. If you wanted to buy an LG or a Samsung, you're going to pay a lot more than $3,000 for that particular television. But high sense do have 75-inch TVs for $3,000 and lower. But my uh, suggestion to this reader was that if they wanted to bring that size down to 65 inches with the same budget, then they've suddenly got a wider range of choices, including LG, Samsung, Sony, plenty of choices, Panasonic even in there, TCL, you name it, a lot more choices, and a high sense, of course. But if they insist on staying at 75, the choice is pretty much limited for that budget for high sense, which is a great brand uh, and worth, worth a look, doing great business in Australia. I think the highest selling brand of tele- television in Australia in 2017, so not a bad record right there. But... As I said, if you want to come down to 65 inches for the same budget, then you're going to have a wider range of choices. The other question we were asked was from a family who was about to head overseas, and they were asking about the card that helps protect your wallet from being skimmed. Uh, the, the card in question is the Travel Guard, which activates a force field, if you like. The minute it detects a field, uh, it, it turns on and blocks any attempt to scan credit card numbers. It can block hotel room scans. Would you believe criminals can scan your hotel room key from a distance and then create a duplicate and go up into your room and help themselves? For you, for that not to happen, you can then you can uh, use the travel guard, which is a card that just sits into your wallet. You can also buy a travel guard in the shape of a passport holder or a phone case, uh, and it can then protect whatever's inside. So if you want to travel and you want to protect yourself from being scanned by a criminal so that they can maybe duplicate your credit card or bill you for some money, you can, uh, and also uh, to scan your hotel room key, you can prevent that from happening with a travel guard, which we have written about a couple of times on Tech Guide. If you want to read that story, we have covered it. You can check it out, techguide.com.au. And that right there is the end of our show for this week. You've been a great audience. You can read about everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you using Voice Byte. So Voice, B-Y-T-E, send us your voice. We want to play it on the podcast. If you want to email us, we still accept those as well. Info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks once again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.